0: Welcome back, everyone, to Blessed Are The Geek. This is episode number three. And in this episode, I'm going to sit down with a friend of mine from college named Tom Helm. And he's going to sit down and tell us about e-commerce and what it's like to open up your own online store, the requirements of that, and different things you might not think of that go into making money online on an online store. Uh, We also go in and talk about social media a little bit and a few other things. So tighten yourselves down and enjoy the ride for episode number three. This is our third episode of blessed are the geek and uh for today we've 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 brought on a good friend of mine I've, we've known each other since i guess just since college really i forget how we met um but tom helm hello so tom everyone that comes on here has something that we're talking about so we've already talked about um zelda and breath of the wild once we talked about lego uh once what are you here to talk about today what's your what's your geeky thing that you do here yeah, so today I
1: just wanted to talk a little about uh, what I do, which is e-commerce. So geek out on uh, numbers and uh, and um, all the things that you have to do
0: on the web to have an e-commerce store. So that that does uh, numbers are, always sounds really geeky to me. So what is <clears throat> so you, I remember you were talking to me about how you have this store set up online or whatever. How did you get started with that?
1: Yeah, so initially. I was working on Music Row in Nashville and so initially I left my job there to teach the music industry. And so during that process, I realized really quick that I needed to learn more about how the web works and how uh, what drives traffic, what, what gets people interested in products. And so that path led me to just selling uh, different kinds of products through uh, a store. And in doing that, it led through – it's been quite a journey, let's say that. It's been about seven or eight months now. And, I mean, you're talking about a wide array of things that I've never even heard of and didn't even know existed. Um, Like what? Well, first of all, I didn't realize – I understood the term SEO, but I didn't understand what all was involved with that.
0: See, I had never even heard of that before we started doing our – our previous previous podcast, the Sloughcast. Um, so right. I was I was writing like articles for it, and they were like, "Oh no, the SEO on this is terrible." And I'm like, "What does that even mean?" So so for <laughs> right. for people out there who don't even know what is SEO and how does it work, and how do you get it, how do you have a good SEO? What, what does that entail?
1: Yeah, so it's search engine optimization. Basically, you're optimizing your page, uh, your content, your products, everything, so that when somebody types in I don't know, um... Necklaces. Yeah, necklaces or, or something even even more like, you know, chicken foot or something like that, you know? <laughs> it, 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 it leads them to where you're in the top ranking of what Google um, shows the person when they type that.
0: Basically, you want your page to be what people find when they're looking for your thing.
1: Right, you're wanting to be in the top few first results... Uh, so, if because they're who looking, really
0: ever sees Google results page two, like ever,
1: <laughs> right? Exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly. So, what what makes up a good SEO?
1: Well, so I have learned <laughs> to uh, shop that kind of work out because that it is such a vast uh, topic. It's such, it's so in depth that I could probably spend the next five years researching it and probably still be moderately decent at it
0: so well, i would think that's because there's so much that's added to the web every day so yeah. I, I would think that like it constantly changes and fluxes based on how google's working that day and did somebody else just do something with chicken feet recently like did rachel ray do something with chicken feet online or on her show or something like did, did that spark a lot of interest recently? So that's going to bring people away from your page or something like that. So I would think that like it's a constant influx kind of thing anyway.
1: Absolutely. And so what ends up happening is, is they go into Google and they search the keywords that you're wanting for your product or for your page. And on a day-to-day, uh, weekly, monthly basis, the amount of people that search that term versus another term changes. So you've gotta go in and change those words to stay on top of the trends and make sure that you're uh, staying in the top search results.
0: So that so having a good SEO doesn't mean just slapping the words on once for your thing. It means going back and changing it every day or a couple days or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I would say weekly to monthly uh, for sure. Uh, to make sure that you're you're staying on top of uh current trends so SEO and so is, that's oh go ahead I don't know I was just so that that's why it's important that you you know have somebody in your corner um taking care of that for you
0: sure So SEO is the first the first thing we're talking about here. But you said there's uh, several other things. What what else is involved with e-commerce and setting up your own online shop or something like that? Like, what was what's one of the bigger things that bigger hurdles you've had to jump for this?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, from from a big picture, let's step back. We kind of dove into a topic initially, but let's step back and look at the whole the whole thing. So, in order to have a shop, you have to have a website, obviously, which means you have to get a domain name and you have to have a hosting provider. Right. Um, which we can go into those. Then once you have that, then you have to design the website, uh, through, through your hosting provider, which now they provide a lot of different templates and, and things like that. So it's kind of a plug and play. You throw the pictures in, put the wording in and poof, you, you know, you've got a website. Uh, then you start talking about SEO and Facebook marketing and Google AdWords and all of these different things, and then once you get through with that, that drives the traffic to your site, and so now you've got to fulfill uh, whatever orders you you receive and take care of your customers and, and provide customer service.
0: So, are you making all of your products, or how how are you getting your products into the hands of your customers? Right.
1: So the big thing right now is sourcing through China, which I'm doing, but I'm really, really pushing to look for, uh, American manufacturers, um, to support obviously our country, but also it it provides reduced shipping times. So you're not having to wait two to four weeks for something to come in. It's, you know, two to four days. Um, and also uh, after you comb through enough websites, you keep saying the same products over and over and over again. And so I'm trying to find people that create unique and individualized items, because that's really the only thing that you have to separate yourself is finding a unique item that somebody else they don't know how you got it. You know, mm-hmm. um, in in so what I'm doing right now is drop shipping, which what that term means is somebody else makes the product. I take their images and create my own marketing scheme for that, um, put it out there, and so when somebody buys from me, so let's say I've got an item up there for for 10 bucks, I'm just throwing out numbers, for 10 bucks, they pay me 10 bucks, and my supplier only wants five bucks for it, so I keep five dollars, I pay them five dollars, they ship the item to the person, um, and then they put my business information on the package. So they make it, they ship it, and everything, but it's my image out in front, and it's my brand on the package when it shows up.
0: Well, that sounds really convenient. How do you? How would somebody go about finding, like let's say somebody wants to build a shop, uh, mm-hmm. but they want to fill it with specific items, and... Uh, They want, you know, and I, you know, they want this type of, they want maybe uh, a few different car parts for like special Volkswagen cars or, uh, but they also want like, I don't know, like seeds and pottery. I don't know. Let's just say they're like, they have no idea what they're doing with their website. (laughs) How would you go about like, uh, quote unquote, shopping for things to put on your site? Do you have to go through multiple different drop shippers for something like that? Or do you have one hub that like accesses the different drop shippers? Like how does that work?
1: Right. So there's a few different, uh, a few different things there to talk about. So when you say about multiple products like that in varying industries, that's what we call a general store. So like I've got a general store right now and it's, I mean, everything from women's clothing to stickers for your car to I mean, just a wide array of products. And then you have niche stores that specialize in, you know, just women's clothing or just baby products, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, um, when in both cases, when you're sourcing that, you right now going through China and all that, you go to pretty much the same, uh, websites like Alibaba, uh, Mm -hmm. and they have, they have a, um, a specific store for drop shippers called AliExpress. Um, so with Alibaba, typically you're talking about, you know, uh, yeah, it's ten cents for this item, but I've got to buy ten thousand of them. You mm-hmm.
0: know, right? Um, There's usually like requirements. Like you can have, like like you said, you can have this for ten cents, but you have to purchase a thousand of them to get it for this price. Or exactly. Get, or some of them are to, to get any from me. Like I won't even ship them to you unless you order this many.
1: Absolutely. Yes. And so you're probably gonna have to take out all of my absolutes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I say that a lot. Um but you're right, you're right. Uh it, it's so so that is set for somebody that's going to stock product and then sell the product. Uh, and, and typically, they get the product at a cheaper price because they bought in bulk. Right. With AliExpress, you're going to pay a little bit more, but you don't have that risk of having a thousand of those items sitting in your house that you have to store and sell and all that. You can just put up a different item every single day, uh, and it doesn't really cost you anything outside of the cost of the website and you know maintaining that.
0: Right. So, and any ads that you would run. Right. So so your shop has been fairly successful so far, right? Wouldn't you say? It, it,
1: it's picking up. It's slowly picking up. Um, you know, it, it's a lot of people think you just kick on the website and everybody comes and next thing you know, you're a millionaire, you know? Right. Um, and it's just really, there's a lot of gurus that kind of push that out, like, follow my program and tomorrow you'll be a millionaire but that's just it's just not the way that it works it's it's waking up every single day it's just like going to a job
0: absolutely yeah
1: but you're getting to to make all the decisions
0: right yeah yeah i mean i've i've been a, a business owner for i don't know man five six years now uh for different businesses that i've had and right now, you know, my business is running trivia in town. Like, we go to restaurants and host trivia and stuff. <clears throat> right. And some people are like, oh, that's a that's totally an easy job. It, well, yes, uh, it is when you get there. But there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that I have to do to get people in the restaurant. You know, because it's not it's – not, I don't have the restaurant, you know. Um, so I have to right. – there's marketing things that I have to do. There's, you know, print and all sorts of stuff. And then on top of that, there's like – are your questions good and whatever i mean that's but that's getting more into my business or whatever but um yeah whatever your whatever business you're in it doesn't matter what it is if it's like lularoe is like the big thing right now or any of these freaking diet programs or whatever they always sell you on the fact that it's so easy to sell stuff and you will you know like you said you will be a millionaire overnight that kind of thing but you will only make the money if you put in the effort it a hundred percent of the time only if you put in the effort
1: Yes, yeah, and, and it's it's getting up. Like when I started, um, I had a few people in my corner, and you know I was hitting them up for advice, and you know I was trying different things. And at this point, like, what I'm trying to get done right now is, and I'm actually starting a new campaign today. Based upon a psychological principle. See, when you start talking about this, it gets into so many different areas. Like, there's so much that you need to know or hire done because it's it's just, you know, when you get past this, you talk about making money. Now you got to talk about an accountant and taxes and all that. You know? Yeah. Um, and you were talking.
0: To me, you were, you were just you just kind of touched on something there, but um, psychology is really a big thing. Like and and sometimes like some people might actually find it offensive the way that people who run businesses like have to think to get people into the doors but it's so true that like you know oh well women will very likely only come to my shop if i have xyz or you know i need to have this certain product for i don't know for certain even ethnicities to visit your shop or whatever you know Um, absolutely there's a there's a lot of things that people would look at and be like whoa that's you know i'm uncomfortable with thinking that way or having to put myself in that situation and make those decisions but it's like you were you barely touched on it but it's it's super super important to to do that otherwise you may not like you may only limit yourself to white 35 year old males you know and there's nothing wrong with that and i'm sure there's a lot of money in that market but if you're doing something that you that you want to be that overnight millionaire thing, you have to have a broad product for a broad market.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you're right. The 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 thing with it is, and and, and yeah, you, you hit a lot of things that are right on the money with that, almost exclusively. Everybody uh, from, I, I don't know if you know who Gary V is, um, he's an entrepreneur, he puts out a ton of content. Um, and from him on down to Joe Schmo posting on you know, his blog, almost exclusively, when they talk about marketing, the first step is thinking about who your ideal customer is. And you've got to literally think like that person thinks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so if if I'm, you know, like you said, you know, the, the, the female demographic. Okay. If I'm a woman and I'm 24, what am I interested in? What, what gains my attention? What gains my interest? And what am I willing to shell out money for? Right. And so you've really got to get in that mindset. The principle that I'm going to be trying actually today is it's a principle that says, uh, and you don't even really think about this, but it says, if you see a company's name three times, you trust it. Really? Yep. And if you don't really think about this, but you trust Coke or Pepsi or Ford or Chevy. Why? Because you see it so much. Yeah. It, it's it's a natural. It's and that goes into a whole nother thing. I read this book a while mm-hmm. back, and it was called Red Flags. And it was just talking about, um, you know, things that – A lot of times people justify in their head, um, and and it was talking about, like, really evil people. Somebody that's like a serial killer, right? Right. You never hear their neighbors
0: saying, yeah, he was a bad guy. Right, like he was a lunatic. I knew from the get-go, like, that guy who was insane. Right,
1: nobody said They were always like, (laughs) he was such a nice guy. He came over,
0: watered my plants. he checked my mail for me when I was out of town. Right, yeah. Yeah,
1: and, and the reason for that is because you're their neighbor and they see you often enough that there's just this natural trust given um, to that person. And there's really no reason why you give that person trust other than you just see them often. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I'm going to try to do, I've, I've been trying putting out like, like you said, I've got a general store and so I've got all these varying products. So what I'm going to try today is I'm going to pick a niche and I'm going to put out three ads targeted almost the same way to the same audience. So that way.
0: Go go into a little bit more detail on that. Like what's your, what's, unless you don't really want to, you know, divulge that information, what, what exact plans are you planning on doing today to reach those niche markets? Right. And what so, niche markets are you are you looking at?
1: <clears throat> so that that is what I'm. I'm all the planning for that starts today. Okay. Uh, I just I just had the thought last night. I came across an article. I don't remember what it said, but it sparked that thought in my brain. And I remember that from uh, business school. Um, just a, a one one off class that I had, and, and I just remember that that statement being made. And, and I've seen it in several several. Books, and so it's just something I'm going to try. And that that right there, that right there, is is basically being an entrepreneur. You've just got to try things and, and keep trying. I mean, you know, that's the truth. What wh- whether you're talking about Jay Z or if you're talking about Elon Musk or any anybody that's that's really well noted as being great at what they do. They didn't just start out on top. They mm-hmm. kept trying different things until they found something that worked, and then they kept going with that. And so this is just a trial. It's just something I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a shot. I, you know, it makes sense in principle. Now I'm going to try it in reality. So, you know, it, it, it's like this. Um, you know, I know you've been in music uh, for quite a while. Um, mixed and, and engineered and, and sure. um, you know, had a, had a lot of uh, responsibilities with that. So if I was going to do something in that line, it would be the equivalent of saying, okay, I'm going to make a microphone ad, a cable, a mic cable ad and a mic stand ad. And then I'm going to put that out to exactly your demographic. Okay. And so that way, they're gonna see the microphone ad, then they're gonna see the the mic stand ad, then the mic cable ad, and it'll just imprint in their brain the name of the company with that gear. Mm-hmm. So if they, by the third time, they click on the advertisement, and it takes them to the page, let's say they pick the mic cable. Okay. So now, now that I've got them there, I can I can then proceed to say, you know, hey, here's a mic and a mic stand to go with your mic cable, and, and so then you start getting into upsells and, and basically driving the traffic to your website's the hard part. Once they're there, now you can kind of get a feel for for what they're buying and and then that's uh, where
0: like your your creative aspect, like from your website, can come into play because. You know, like you said, if they clicked on the ad for the mic cable, that could bring them to the page just for the mic cable. But, you know, underneath or to the side or whatever, you could say, well, yeah, you could just buy this one mic cable. But if you buy three, here's this deal. Or if you bought the, the cable, the mic, and the stand, it's this deal. You know, like – or, you know, like something like that, you know.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and so once they come to the site,
1: the, the big objective here and, and – Again, whether you're talking about especially online, whether you're talking about somebody starting out all the way up to the, to the, the really really big um, guys like you know there's Ty Lopez and and all those guys, everybody's trying to capture your email address because your phone number changes, your you know your address changes, but most people keep their email address, right? And so, if I've got your email, so so let's say let's say I've got a product that's you know, seven bucks. and 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 let, well, let's say my cost is seven bucks on it, and I sell it for nine, and it takes me two dollars to acquire your business. So I'm breaking even completely, right? But when you purchased from me, you gave me your email address. So now, Next week, I send out three emails full of deals, mm-hmm. and you open up that email and you buy from me again. It cost me nothing to have you buy that second time. That email was free. I mean, yeah, I pay for the email service,
0: but... Um, right, yeah, no. Emails are very important, and this is something that I've actually been doing very recently with my business. Um for the longest time i didn't bother with emails i didn't bother with customer information or anything i spent the first two years of my business growing and spreading out and getting that name in people's heads like you were saying right mm-hmm. and now i'm just now starting to build up like an email uh, an email blast and mine is not you know like i'm not i'm not trying to convince anybody to buy anything i'm trying to convince people to come out to our shows simply to be there right i just want mm-hmm. somebody's presence because at least for us, for a restaurant, the number of, it's it's the number of people that are present that is important for the restaurant, right? And- Asses uh, in seats. Yep. Right, ex- exactly. So now I'm, I'm building up this email list and the first thing we did was really simple. Uh, we, instead of just having people come up and just grab their stuff and go back to their table, now we have a team sign-in sheet that uh, helps our hosts get started quicker because we can put in team names and get that going. Um, that they put down their team name, their number of players, which you know helps us to convey that information to the restaurant later, and all we say is all, all we have is a field for email, and at the top it just explains what it is. It's just you know it's we're not going to sell your information, blah 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 blah. You know it's just right. for this purpose. Um, but it, what is there's there's some like percentage of like you know if you just simply put that down. There's a percentage of people that will, like, no questions asked, just put their email down, right? Yes. Um, So, and then one thing – when I first started doing this, and every once in a while, if I'm I'm not getting email addresses from a place, I'll put down my email or my wife's email and, like, a fake team name, right? Mm -hmm. And I do this so that people will see that there are already emails on the list, and they go, okay, well, I trust this because other people are doing it, you know? Like, it's a – yeah, it's a weird... Yeah, it's,
1: it's the old uh, street performer <clears throat> yeah, throwing yeah. a
0: couple bucks in the... Yeah, absolutely. What is this, a tonic? Give me one. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right, yeah. like, this cured my baldness. <laughs> right, yeah. that's exactly what it is. And um, and now what I'm doing is um, we're actually doing a promotion this month where uh, when you come into our trivia show, you bring your business card, right? And you mm. submit your business card. And... At the end of the month, we're gonna do a promotion where we go live on Facebook, and we draw a random business card, and we'll do a free trivia show for that business. It doesn't cost me anything, because it's just time, right? Like, we don't really have any overhead costs or resources. So it just costs us the time of being there. Um, And in doing that, we're getting a lot of people submitting their business card, and on that business card is that email address, right? Um, Exactly. So it's, it's a marketing ploy to get people's information, but, Um, one thing that's important about getting people's email address for your business. Um, it doesn't matter what business you have. If at any point in the future, you want to stop doing your business, you want to sell your business, whatever you want to do with it. That is a lot of information and people pay for information. Right? So
1: yes, very, very high amount. I mean, look at Google. That's, that's pretty much what Google is, is information.
0: Right. Um, so what, you know, that, that, just, ha- I mean, already you have your website, right? And so mm-hmm. there's somebody out there right now that's like, Hey, I would like to just have a website, you know, where I sell stuff on my shop and you could easily just teach them like how to add other stuff to the shop or whatever. Like that would take like a day or two, I, I would assume. Um, yep. So you could teach somebody like how to take over your business, but it's, it's the information. It's the clientele that you have. That's the most important thing. So when I turn around in the future and I want to sell my business, it's going to increase dramatically in value just by having all these people's email addresses. Now, you know, like I said, I don't ever want to personally go out to a company that just buys. Inf- like, that's not me. Right. I right. would never go out and just sell our people's email address because they trust our company, you know, and exactly. that that's just me. And there are other businesses that profit from doing, from selling that information. And I totally understand, you know, in this, in this capitalist world and market, that's the thing to do, right? That's where you're going to get your money. So Mm -hmm. that's why I just don't give out my information as freely. Other people do whatever. Um, But point, point being, once you sell your business, however, whatever else you can have along with your business to increase the value is going to help. And information is one of the easiest things to drastically improve the value of your product
1: it's key it's key <laughs> and, and and when you when you so let's say there's five other people in the area doing what you're doing and, and there all, is. all 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 the companies go up for sale at the same time right and you're the only one that says i've got all these bookings and here's a built-in audience mm-hmm. that you can contact at the drop of an email right one email and you you have and have them hundreds of people intrigued about what you're doing, right? Uh, yeah, adds exponential value to the company.
0: Uh, a built-in audience, yeah, right. Everybody wants that. So, uh, so okay, so we we kind of need to sort of wrap things up a little bit. Um, so your whole top your whole topic here is e-commerce and building an online website and sort of entrepreneurship. Is, it's under the umbrella of entrepreneurship, right? So. If somebody wants to get started in something like this, what kind of resource would you give them? Where would you send them? What kind of practice should they have? Anything, any information that you can have for somebody who wants to get started in something like this, what would you give them? Hmm.
1: That's a very, very good question. I, I've pulled a lot of information from varying sources. Um, and research is a broad is key.
0: question, too. Like-
1: yeah, yeah. Um, so I would say. Shopify, check them out. I, I mean, these these aren't resources. This is just uh, things that you can look at. That I mean, Shopify has a pretty cool blog. It it, it uh, goes through um, quite a few things, including drop shipping. Um, I, yeah, I mean, there's just there's so many articles and blogs um, out there. I would have I would have to. Th- I, I tell you what, this is what I'll do. If anybody's listening and they want to know more um, they can contact me uh, directly through my email and I can you put that up on your side or do you just want me to say it now?
0: Uh, to be honest, we haven't even launched like, like we haven't even posted for anybody's lis- like listening backwards we haven't even posted our first episode online yet. Um, so why don't you do this? Why don't you give them your, your Twitter handle? Because uh, that's usually how people communicate now, uh, is through their Twitter handle, and then they can actually, you know, request uh, a follow and D, uh, DM or something like that from you.
1: Yeah, I don't typically get on Twitter much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. Then let's let's go with your email address. I'm sorry, uh, I wasted a bunch of time.
1: Yeah, you know, um, I guess I guess we can do Twitter. I just I. I don't know if I even have my no- notifications on. <laughs> you can edit all this out, right? Yeah, sure. Um, And I got to look.
0: Look at what your handle is. <laughs> is that bad? <laughs> Let's uh, see. If I think I can, it's, at, it's Tommy Helm Art. No, wait, that's not no, you. No, that's, not, that's you. not me. Never mind. It's
1: at Thomas
0: Helm 360. How do I not have that? Okay, so let's uh, let's let's restate that. Sorry. So so why don't we have people go online and uh, contact you through Twitter because that is that's the big way people will communicate now. So what's your Twitter handle for everybody listening?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's at Thomas Helm three sixty. Okay. So you can check me out there. You can uh, shoot me a message, and uh, if I can help you out at all, I most definitely will.
0: What's the biggest lesson you've learned from e-commerce that might be able to translate into average everyday life?
1: Mm. You know, it's something uh, Gary Vee uh, said. Uh, somebody asked him. Uh, so he, he talks patience and he talks hustle, which is kind of, you know, those are conflicting ideas. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, hustling is fast-paced. Patience is – and so – What he said when somebody said, you you say patience and hustle, I I don't understand. And he said, uh, micro hustle, macro patience. Mm. So every day you got to get up and grind, 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 but don't expect success tomorrow.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's that's, probably the
1: biggest lesson that I've learned that, that that that. besides him saying that i've actually learned
0: that yeah that's really good uh, i tell you what um there there are some things that i do you know with our company where you know as i'm planning it i'm like holy cow this is gonna be like the biggest like event here in the area i can't wait till we do it because we're gonna have so many people show up and like people we're gonna go crazy over it and we get like 40 people <laughs> showing up and i'm like oh my god what the hell yeah yeah, it,
1: you know it's frustrating. It's frustrating sometimes because you find something or or you think something's gonna just go over like gangbusters, mm. and then you
0: put it out there, and it's always it, and it's always the thing you don't think will be big that's always big. Yeah, that's almost yep. the case like every single time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. think of uh, so in like a music example, you're talking about music earlier. Think of like what is the biggest Black Sabbath hit ever? Oh yeah. It's absolutely paranoid, right? Yeah. It's par- yeah. It easily hands down it's paranoid, right? Mm-hmm. That was a they hadn't even written that track. Like they were in the studio and the engineer was like, "Hey guys, uh we've got like an extra 4 minutes of tape, so you want to do something?" Like right there they sat there and wrote that song and that became their biggest song.
1: Wow.
0: Right? And think of these wow. uh these fidget spinners things that like everybody yeah. is playing with, right? that was something a lady uh, a lady and her son who was like special needs came up with and i learned the other day they just forgot or didn't renew the patent and now people are just mass producing it mm. like crazy and i mean a friend of mine runs a shop here in town uh, he runs a video game shop he made several hundred dollars over the weekend selling just he runs a retro shop dude he just sold these fidget spinners all weekend and made several hundred dollars just on these eight dollar fidget spinners. Yeah, absolutely yeah. insane. It's it's never the thing that you think will be big.
1: Yeah, well, and a lot of people are looking for the the, the cash out, right? So, sure. and I've got a few ideas long term where I'm like, okay, if if I can get my money up and do this, my my long term goal with that project is to capture enough of the market that I can sell it right but everybody's always trying to get that that big thing to happen Mm -hmm. Uh, not a whole lot of people grind out and 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 make the dollar two dollars or three dollars or you know right uh, they overlook that they're like ah it's not really worth my time and you know it If you can make a couple hundred bucks over the course of a weekend just on one product,
0: mm-hmm. why not? Right. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. It's it's the stack of nickels. You know, I I, I worked uh, uh, like I said at this spot on uh, Music Row, and the uh, the the guy that was over the area that I started in always said it was the stack of nickels theory. You know, a nickel by itself isn't worth a whole lot, but you know, mm-hmm. if you collect enough nickels, you you've got some serious money.
0: Yeah, man. I actually I, I have this weird uh, th- this weird thing where you know like everybody on the street walks by the penny or the nickel or whatever on the ground, right or the dime mm-hmm. even. I am that guy who is like, oh my God, look a penny and I'll pick it up. I don't even, I don't superstitions. I don't care if it's heads or tails. That doesn't matter to me. Right. I'll pick it up because if I pick up a penny every single day, that's $3.65 in a year that I pick up. But if you pick up a quarter every day, that's a lot more money. (laughs) Yeah. That like, oh, and like, again, it's not anything substantial, but that's, you know, that's $3 more you didn't have last year. I mean, it, and like, like I said, I mean, there's better examples for that. But, I mean, relate that to, like I said, this guy's fidget spinners, right? Like, yep. he made all this money over the fidget spinners when he could have made more money promoting his video game systems and games, right? Yep. So, I, it's like you said, it's it's the little things that matter the most. Well, Tom, thank you for, for joining us for our podcast. Uh, again, I appreciate you joining us. And your handle, once again, was... At Thomas Helm 360. Thomas Helm 360. And that's Helm Mm -hmm. like the helm of a pirate ship or whatever.
1: Absolutely. H-E-L-M.
0: H-E-L-M. And you can follow the podcast at Blessed Geek Cast. Keep up with us there. We're going to post some random stuff all the time and let you guys know when new podcasts are out. And uh, thank you everyone for listening to us. And we'll see you guys next time on Blessed or the Geek.
1: Bye.